Sorry. Hey, Jacob. My favorite basketball player growing up was not Shaquille O'Neal. It was not LeBron Giant. LeBron Giant. LeBron Giant. It wasn't LeBron. Big, big boned. LeBron's big, big boned. boned. It wasn't Kobe. It was Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. Mm. I never watched a single day of him playing live, but I just liked his name. His nickname was The Dream. Is does he uh is he appear in this chapter? No, but you don't want to know what does appear in this chapter. What does appear in this chapter? Wormtail. Oof. That that guy. Ugh. He's he's not a big um, fan. He's just coming. Not a big fan. Yeah. Anyways, no, guys. Oh, sorry, Jacob. I, I cut you off there. No, I I was just agreeing with you. He is scum. Yeah, very much. All right, everyone. Hello, and welcome back to just another chapter of the book club style podcast where we talk about anything and everything that revolves around a chapter we are covering that day on a specific book we are covering that day and as we are on our harry potter vibes right now it's only it's only fitting jacob that we just talk about the dream in the goblet of fire an exquisite chapter so jacob as you do every day please will you walk us through chapter 29's The Dream. Would you, would you like me to Hakeem the Dream or yeah. just, just regular dream? Just regular dream, bro. Please don't do too much. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, um, well, Hermione, she has uh she has a bit bad. of a theory of uh sorry? I just said she's bad. Uh. <laughs> No comment. No okay. comment. All right. So yeah, no. As I was saying before, Joe got down bad. Hey, I'm not down bad. Mm, all right. All right. Fair I'm enough. Up. Fair enough. We'll see. So Hermione has a theory that um, it was either Crouch who attacked Crumb um, that night, or oh. it was someone else who attacked both of them when Crumb wasn't looking. That's why Crumb doesn't know. But Ron is like. No, it just, it has to be Crouch. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense. But Harry's like, nah, it ain't Crouch. He was way too weak. The way he was looking, the way he was speaking, he wouldn't have the energy to be able to do so. So he's stumped. And the next day, early in the morning, of course, they're going to go send a letter to Sirius to see what he thinks. And that's what they go do. And at that point, Harry is just kind of rehashing what he heard that night. It reminds them that Crouch, he just wasn't making any sense. And the most coherent thing he understood from him was that Voldemort is back and he's getting stronger, which is a pretty freaky thing to see, to hear. So that's what he's going to send to Sirius. And Harry says, um, sorry. sorry, I said that's freaky deaky. It, it's a little freaky deaky if you do say so. And uh, I agree. It's, it is pretty freaky to hear. Voldemort come from a minister of uh, a man who works at the ministry saying that stuff freaky deaky indeed Joe so Harry uh, he says um, maybe we should just go see Mad-Eye see what he thinks he he did have the map after all so maybe he saw something uh, weird or he saw who was there and then they hear some voices outside um, in the Owlry and uh, they're hearing people talking about the ministry and blackmail very weird stuff. And then Fred and George, they walk in and Fred either on purpose or not, who knows? He covers the name on the letter that he's about to Ooh. send out. Very, uh, very interesting that Fred and George, they're talking about blackmail and walking in looking all I, suspicious. I believe the proper terminology, Jacob, would be curious. Very curious. Curious. 
Curious indeed. It is. It very much so is. So um, they kind of say like, uh, don't ask what we're doing and we won't ask what you're doing. Kind of uh, tit for tat. But Ron's like, no, what the hell? Who are you blackmailing? And they all kind of get frustrated. And uh, Fred and George say, it's none of your business. Don't be acting like Percy. Uh, don't be uh, stepping in too much. And uh, yeah, pretty much uh, that's how that goes down. And they wonder, maybe, um, do they know about Crouch? Maybe that's what they're sending off the letter to, but, you know, probably not. And Ron says, it's probably just about their business after all, because they, they're going to be graduating soon and they want to make money. They don't want to have to do no ministry stuff. They want to be their own man. They want to be entrepreneurs. And uh, maybe that's why. So later in the day, they go to see Matt I what you, you think you think they can't be entrepreneurs i just said forex oh true facts okay good point good point Pyramid scheme. Okay. so later in the day uh they go see mad eye moody and he uh, he um still taking swigs of that flask but uh he does mention that he was not he did not find crouch um so they speculate what happened to him and um yeah, they're kind of wondering what happened. And he says, don't rule out kidnapping in this instance. And he adds that the don't be go looking for him because uh, the ministry will be on it and says, Harry, just focus on your next task. I'm sure you'll do really well in this maze. And then the next day, Sirius, quick answering. Uh, good lad, Sirius, he is. So he warns Harry, this ain't no joke. Um, you got to be careful. Don't be wandering off. And um, yeah, he's like, someone is clearly... Uh, clearly didn't want Dumbledore to speak with Crouch. So just stay put. Don't be acting foolish. But Harry didn't like that. He thinks that now Sirius is lecturing him on what's dangerous or not. And he says like, I mean, he's been in so much danger. Why? What? Like I've, I've already, I've already done a lot of things. Why are you telling me what to do? But Hermione, the wise is saying like, bruh, somebody put your name in the goblet of fire on purpose. Um, there's clearly some type of plot going on. And Harry doesn't think uh, he was the target, but he's like, all right, fair enough. Good point. So the next few days, it's just basically practice. They're practicing stunning spells, hexes and whatnot. And in divination class, uh, they're exploring Mars. Then Harry, all of a sudden, he falls asleep and he sees Voldemort, Wormtail, Nagini. And they're talking about him, essentially. And uh, he then wakes up and... Um, he heard that they were trying to kill him. They're going to kill him instead of Wormtail. So that's kind of freaky thing to, to see in a, in a dream. So he's woken up by Ron on his side and Harry's just clutching his scar like he's done in the past. And Trelawney is like, yo, this is crazy. Yo, this is crazy. It's the aura in this room is going bonkers. And Harry says, no, no, it's nothing. I'm just going to go to the hospital. I just have a headache. Nothing's nothing to see here. And Harry takes uh, serious advice. And next time his scar hurts, that's today. And he's going to go see Dumbledore. And he can't believe it. Uh, that last time he had a dream this vivid was back at the start of the book at Fort Privet Drive, where he was dreamt of Lord Voldemort um, talking to Wormtail and he saw a man die. And that was that was uh, that was freaky, freaky deaky. And um, so yeah. he somehow he manages <laughs> he somehow manages to get inside Dumbledore's uh, office. He somehow guesses a password. It's not Sherbert Lemon anymore. So he gets in and he hears people talking. And the Minister of Magic is there, and he says, uh, "We believe there is no foul play with Bertha Jorkins or Barty Crouch." 
he's just gone mad. I mean, given his past and all, and uh, he also adds that he's, he's a bit suspicious of Madame Maxime, who is half giant. Dumbledore says, nah, she's not. She's not dangerous. Uh, nice your beak. And then Mad Eye is like, uh, we should probably wrap up this conversation because we got somebody at the door waiting to speak to you, Dumbledore. And that's where the, the chapter ends as Mad Eye Moody, he's all knowing, all seeing, apparently. Oh, he's, listen, I loved that whole section at the end when Mad is like, well, we better hurry up now because Harry Potter's there. Just his yeah. abilities, just know what, whatever 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 is happening in the scenario is is actually awesome so jacob before we get into like our half-assed uh, half-assed um analogies and you know our in-depth reviews of everything what do you think about this chapter i'd like first read um i thought it was pretty cool i thought it was interesting i think the uh the the dream is like i mean that's the name of the chapter obviously so I think that the fact that Harry's realizing that this is kind of freaky um, is a, uh, it's a big sign that this is, that stuff is really uh, heating up. And of course, bouncing it off of the last chapter with Barty Crouch and that weird stuff and him mentioning it. I don't know. That, that was uh, it's a, it's a clear sign that things are getting really weird and freaky deaky. So um, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. It's just, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's a little firecracker of a chapter. It's uh, it's not necessarily the big fireworks that you want to see, but it's, uh, it's still very entertaining. It's one of those chapters that comes out of nowhere where you're kind of like, am I supposed to like feel this strongly about this chapter? Because the information that you're getting, it's on service level. It's not really much, but if you sit back and especially like after like the next two chapters, we really kind of get a more in-depth um, analysis on like how important that dream really was. At, at first glance, the dream is kind of like whatever, like it's just there. It's not special. Like I like, I mean, I don't feel that way. I felt as if like the dream was very special. Maybe that's just like my bias because, you know, like we have, we know what happens based off the movies um so yeah i i thought like that was i think that was like one thing that jkr does so well is kind of like she sets up intriguing storylines that could seem bland at first but as like you sit with it for two chapters three chapters or mm -hmm. you know in some cases 15 chapters you're just like damn okay like that was freaking amazing and i do have to admit that i feel that way after after yeah reading the two chapters that follow this one yeah i was i was just about to say like this chapter and the madness of uh, barty crouch is kind of a similar vibe in that like it's just really setting up the last few chapters and we're really getting close to the end of this book so as it's kind of been alluding to from the very first chapter voldemort seems like he's getting stronger he seems like he's rounding up troops of some sort and these dreams that Harry gets are just vivid kind of, it seems like it's like foreshadowing of what's actually going to be happening. Yeah. And that's just kind of what it's built up to be. But at the end of the day, yeah, the, the dream is kind of like, yeah, it's pretty cool and whatnot, but we don't get the full scope of things until the next few chapters. So it's kind of hard to give a full kind of uh, big picture thing. Cause it's, it's just, it's a small piece of the picture, but at the end of the day, it's going to be very important. So I did. I did fancy this chapter. 
I love that word fancy. I think that's like the aside from Harry Potter, it's like probably like the British's one greatest invention. It's the word fancy and everyday vocabulary. <laughs> well, uh, maybe I'm taking a page of the out of the the monarchy. So you're a monarchist, is what you're saying? Yep, I, exactly. You swayed me. You swayed me, Joe. I'm not well a monarchist. I just <laughs> I'm just a history nut who finds um the monarchy somewhat interesting is that a sin it is a sin i'm glad oh, you asked yeah you're not wrong they're pretty fucking racist <laughs> uh, yeah no but jacob like in all serious in all seriousness though i could not speak for a quick second in all seriousness no like we we've seen this like done by jkr in the past where she'll tease something out of the complete blue such as Dumbledore, uh, sorry, Voldemort and Wormtail in a dream. And we haven't really like seen Voldemort in a dream since chapter one, the very first chapter of this book. So it's always been like in the back of your head, like when is he going to return? And it seems as if something very soon with Voldemort will be happening because I feel as if it's been three books. So since the very first book, since we've seen Voldemort, like a physical version of Voldemort. And we've had two very vivid memories of Voldemort now that Harry can't describe, and they've both hurt his scar. So the question I'm going to ask to you is, do you think this is fluff, or is J.K.R. planning something huge? Yeah, no, the way that it's the way that it's written, I don't think it's fluff. I think that, like you've, you said, um, she's she's good at setting things up she's good at setting up storylines to make it seem like um maybe it's maybe it's something maybe it's nothing and then boom there's a there's a little some some that really kind of hits hits the pages and that's what it feels like to me because i mean it's really just ramping up in these i think especially these last two chapters the fact that a, a wizard from the ministry of magic who's a judge is now missing uh is a very big tell that um it's not fluff in my eyes but uh, i'm curious what you think about that i mean like i don't think it's fluff like listen if i was reading this for the very first time i would just kind of be a little bit confused just because yeah 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 i'd be like okay like what exactly are we trying to get at here like what is exactly like the purpose of having voldemort here but not showing him or like you know, like you're probably not going to tease Voldemort for another couple of books, right? So why have him here? So I would just be confused. But guys, these next couple of chapters, they do be wavy. They do be wavy. They do be wavy for sure. Um, absolutely. And like uh, kind of adding on to that, it's just like, it's not just like the the seeing the dreams and like almost like it's like a prophecy or something like uh like he's has like he's that so raven like looking into the future or something it's also the scar too like he's he hasn't felt that and it's like the first chapter was the dream and the second chapter is the scar and like that's kind of been a looming presence throughout this book even though it's not been mentioned directly in every single chapter it's just been there in the back of our minds and now it's really getting pushed pushed forward and we're gonna have to see how it fully develops but that's just kind of how I look at it and yeah I think it's really it's really gonna start exploding in the in the next chapter and the one after it when uh when we see the third task which is just around the corner so milk milk lemonade just around the corner where fudge is made
Cornelius Fudd. He's going to be making an appearance in that third chapter. Spoiler, Cornelius Fudge. You guys thought I was doing a dirty joke. How dare you guys think you I'm... were doing a dirty joke? Hey, but hey. then you wrapped it around and you connected it. So that's actually props to you. How dare you think so little of me? I have emotions and feelings too. Okay, but that's literally a dirty joke, though. That was that was like the OG dirty joke for elementary school, but like in like our generation. So what are you saying? Are you saying I'm I'm elementary i think i'm rudimentary rudimentary joseph joseph Um, (laughs) so aside from the dream like obviously like we have like a a bunch of like small other stuff that happened um such as harry and ron kind of like and hermione also like not blaming victor crumb but bringing his name up into question is if he has anything to do with the Mm -hmm. madness that is um barty barty crouch so what about him? Like, do you think that it, it could have been him? Do you feel like the same way that Ron feels? Or are you kind of in the hairy camp where it's like, no, like, there's no way he did it? Well, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like he would do or be able to do such a thing. But given the kind of vulnerability of Crouch, it yeah. makes it seem like he is involved in some way. Because for all we know we don't know much about him we know he's got a he he loves hermione he's from bulgaria he's good at quidditch he does go to a school that's involved with the dark arts and we know a bit about igor karkarov how he's somewhat involved um so it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility and it, it sure seems like he probably knows more than it's it's kind of laid out to be. And that's what the the three are kind of guessing. They're like, well, I don't know. He's not completely vindicated just because he woke up and was like, he maybe he hexed himself to make it look like, like, I mean, dark wizards are pretty smart. So who knows? We'll, we'll have to say, see how that plays out. But um, what do you think? Do you think that the way it's written, it looks like he's involved or not? No, I, I, I think it would be, it would the way it's written. I I think it's, I mean, it can obviously be seen both ways. I think that's very true, just by the fact that Ron is mentioning it, and like obviously we know like Ron has a history of, of pointing the blame at quite literally everyone aside from himself. But still, <laughs> I, I just I just don't think that he has anything to do with it, because you know like yes, it's it's weird that he seems to be in the right place at the right time. Sorry, at the wrong place at the wrong time. Every time that something bad seems to happen at Hogwarts this year, but he's still an 18 year old. Yeah. So I don't know why, like, I like, yes, Voldemort was like a little ute when he started being a fucking loser. And so was, sorry to keep interrupting you. And so was like Barty Crouch's son. But it's just like, I, I just, I don't, I just, I don't see it. You weren't interrupting me. I was just, I was just thinking, like, kind of counter. Like, I mean, we see Malfoy, who is literally uh, a, a, a crazy motherfucker who would love the dark arts. Uh, he always hypes it up and stuff, and he's the same age as them. So, but the thing about Draco is he's all talk, no walk. Like, we actually haven't seen Draco do anything dark artsy yet. He's literally yeah, just like fair. my daddy like daddy's money like that's a little bit of, I, I like i understand like i i, I frame that in like kind of like a jokey way but i'm kind of serious like, draco is a fucking bitch soft <laughs> soft yeah draco's kind of weak sauce 
like not saying much. Guys, spoiler, spoiler. So skip ahead 15 seconds or like 30 seconds. Um, if you don't want to hear the spoiler, they do not remember Jacob in the eighth movie, the final movie, when Draco couldn't do it. He couldn't like do the final thing that Voldemort had needed him to do. And then Lucius, his mom, and Draco all just walked away. They just walked away because Draco can't do it. Draco doesn't have that fucking psychotic gene that Voldemort has that other Slytherins have. He's just all talk. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's that's, that's fair. And um, I think overall, it's... I think if you're just... If you're complicit in it, it's it's just as bad. But when it comes to that specific question that you were asking... Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's 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 not super comparable but i think it's it was just worth mentioning that yeah i mean there are wizards who are kind of dark arts aficionados when they're younger as well so just just in comparison severus snape that's what sirius uh sirius told us just a couple chapters ago Mm -hmm. absolutely so um was there was there a character that stood out to you um in this chapter because for me, not not really particularly. I think Harry is just like he is he is the glue of this chapter because he's the one getting the information, passing it on, and then searching for more. But he doesn't really have uh aside from being the dream, the guy who has <laughs> who had the dream. Um, I don't know, it's it didn't feel like a character like dominated this chapter in my mind as much as other chapters, but I'm curious if you have a different perspective on that. Well, I mean, I'm just going to ignore you in saying this. I think... <laughs> okay. No, no, you... I, I mean, I don't know if you're going to be annoyed at this, honestly. Um, you could be, in all honesty, because I would be annoyed if somebody said this to me. I, I think the chapter winner for me, or, like, the character that really stood out the most to me wasn't necessarily a character, but it was more so the story itself. Oh. What? How does that even... <laughs> okay. okay. Elaborate. I told you, you would, I told you you would be angry. Elaborate. So the story is at a point now where it can lean in any direction. We could end it off in a very quiet manner where Harry either wins or loses the Triwizard Tournament with maybe a mention of Voldemort in the last three chapters, okay? We have the other side where it could just go all bad and we don't know what's happening. And this chapter, The Dream... It's kind of like that crossroads. It's, we don't know where exactly this story is going. And I think that's what makes it so intriguing is that there's like this, even though like, listen, you and I both know exactly what's coming next, but I don't know if you feel the same way, Jacob. There's still like that kind of like hope in my head that it's going to go in a completely different direction. You know what I mean? Uh, I kind of, I kind of get that this is a bit of a crossroads chapter. And I think, that's that's kind of like what we've been trying to say this this whole episode and the last one is that there's a lot of kind of information but you can't really dissect it on its own you have to have the whole context or else it just it doesn't mean anything and i think that's kind of what you're saying and that's i agree and that's kind of what we've been saying so i'm not as annoyed as i thought i'd be so well done well done (laughs) do you kind of agree with me am i am i yeah i don't yeah, I agree. I don't know if I would necessarily frame it that way as that being like um, that being specifically how you would frame the chapter winner. But I, I, I agree with what you're saying, though. So fine. Yes. You, you can be boring. 
<laughs> this guy is like my number one hater and it's hey. like it's so apparent it's so obvious i'm like actually your biggest fan well thanks okay cheers Sorry. well done well done thanks you're welcome okay. hope you have a good cool. day <laughs> i will have a good day once i give my favorite quote of this hey. chapter okay give it to me and um it was um it was the dream. It was the dream, the, the essentially just the description of the dream. And um, it's him, uh, actually, no, it's him going to go speak to Monsieur Dumbledore about the dream, sorry. So Sirius told him what to do if Scar hurt him again and Harry was going to follow his advice. He was going straight to Dumbledore's office. He marched down the corridors thinking about what he had seen in the dream. It had been as vivid as the one that had awoken him on Four Privet Drive. He ran over the details in his mind, trying to make sure he could remember them. He had heard Voldemort accusing Wormtail of making a blunder, but the owl had brought good news. The blunder had been repaired. Somebody was dead, so Wormtail was not going to be fed to the snake. He, Harry, was going to be fed instead. I just like, wow, that's like... If you woke up to a dream like that, even if you didn't have the full knowledge of being in a wizarding world and all that stuff, you got to you gotta do like Voldemort coming for you. That's still a scary dream no matter what to wake up from. That somebody wants to feed you to a snake. That's, I don't know, man. It's, trouble, it's troublesome. So I understand that he wants to go tell Dumbledore and he's taking serious advice. So once again... Chuck a dub up for Sirius because he knows a lot and he knows that Dumbledore also knows a lot. So send him there because Sirius is still a wanted man. So damn, damn, son. That's all I got to say. So um, that's a cop-out <laughs> answer. That's a cop-out answer. Have. Me? Yeah, that was a cop-out answer. How? The dream. What do you mean by that? We, I mean, you and I both had cop-out answers. Come on, you can't, you can't deny me of that. All right, all right. Let's see. Let's see what your quote is then. <clears throat> Jacob, my quote is it's a fucking cop out quote. Also, I won't lie to you. Oh my so god, slanderous! My quote is when Harry's trying to figure out which um you know which passcode it is to get into Dumbledore's <laughs> thing. Yo, and- that's. <laughs> And he says, quote, cockroach cluster. He said, amazed. I was only joking. Very Ron moment. And uh, you know how much I love my fucking Ronalds, my Weasleys. I would love Ginny more than Harry could ever. If I had the chance. (laughs) Blowing me. Blowing me. This guy's, uh, he's been. uh... Simping. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm simping. Simp, simp king. All right. Um, yeah, no, that's 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 traditional Joe Joe talk. So um, not surprised. Not surprised. I'm kind of ashamed that you said that this is traditional Joe simping. <laughs> what? I have feelings too, you know. It's just that it's just that time of that time of day. <laughs> whatever, Jacob. No, whatever, whatever, bro. I'm not. I'm not angry or nothing. Are you? Yeah. You can tell me. I'm furious right now. It doesn't sound like it. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to touch on in the this dream chapter? Um, I'm going to give this chapter a four out of five with the potential of a five if 
what I think is going to happen is going to happen in the next coming chapters. Hmm. That's fair, right? That's fair. I give it a four out of five as well. Sweet. Um, because, yeah, it's four out of five. That's that's why. That's like the entire reason it's just it's four out of five. Yep. That's just like, yep, exactly. Four out of five. Just That's just how it is. That's just how it is. I mean, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm also not going to say you're right. No, it is a four out of five. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just completely messing <laughs> Yeah, no, it is four out of five because, I mean, we've. I sound like I broke a record, but it is just, it is just setting up the rest. And like, there was a lot of interesting, like that dream, um, like we said, uh, time and time again, it's just setting up the rest of the book. And I think that's good. That's, that's how you get a four out of five in my books. How do you get a five out of five? Just so. Just because if it's like, if it's like, Mwah piece de resistance for like the last couple of chapters in um prisoner of azkaban yo that was that was a sweep that was a series sweep in the prisoner of azkaban but i feel like it's going to be the same in this one um going off the next chapter and moving forward but i don't know you'll have to see you have to wait and see for that episode because i think this one's done joe this one is done and we'll move on to the next one, which is the pen. It's crazy, man. That's crazy. You're going to want to come back for that one. This was just another chapter, Jacob and Joe. We'll see y'all next time. Deuces.